Hello and welcome to the Moo Lily podcast, where today we will be podcasting from Branson, Missouri about relationships in marriage, and I think you're going to enjoy it a lot. We are women who have given up on trying to live in perfectionism and guilt, because let's be honest, it just doesn't work. So we're trying something different and choosing to live intentionally and with hope. Please join us as we attempt to open the conversation and search out answers in a safe place. Welcome to the Moo Lily Podcast. Well, hello. Hello, Christina. (laughs) We are on vacation here in Branson, Missouri. We We have had uh, an eventful couple of days. What were you doing yesterday, my friend? I was, what's the word you used? Expelling. My <laughs> I got really, really sick. She it did. was very sad because we're here for two nights. Yep. And it was sub attractive. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, babe. So, <coughs> yes, this is our first ever uh, Baldwin Daily vacation. Right. Yep. And I think we might need a, a redo. Yeah. A do over. Do over. Take two. John's not holding his microphone. Are their points deducted? (laughs) (laughs) So why don't we just introduce everybody who will be on the podcast today? Because this one is going to be a little bit different. As you know, we've been talking about friendship Mm -hmm. and the idea of supporting each other and being on the same team and loving each other through the crazy. Um, But we felt like it was important. Many of our listeners are married or would like to be married. And so we felt like it was important to talk about friendship in marriage. That's right. So we brought brought our husbands along. So we're going to have this conversation with two married couples. So... Us. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We represent 23 (laughs) years of marriage between us. Um, so this is Christina, and I am married to James. <laughs> so he's the one. You may remember from an earlier podcast. Right, he spoke about kingdom. Mm-hmm. Would you like to introduce yourself? I'm James. I'm married to Christina. I'm from the great land of England. And that's... Will that, yep. will that cover it? That will look. Okay. <laughs> so. I, I'm Christiana. And I'm married to John Daly. Do you want to say something, babe? Uh, I'm the quiet one. (laughs) (laughs) So he's the quiet one. He is uh, defiantly holding his microphone down so that it's not up by his face, ready for any thought he has. Yes. He's a bit skeptical about his participation in this event. But we are so glad he's here. We are. He's my husband of almost 13 years. I am very privileged to be here. <laughs> Thanks, <babe. laughs> So that's, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so we are sponsored by Wooten Media. <laughs> yes, we <laughs> are. And we're on social media on Facebook and Instagram. And our website is www.moolily.com. Well done, moolily.com. Please check us out. Please check us out. And give us some feedback. Yep. We'd love to hear from you. We love your participation on our Instagram account. Mm-hmm. We love the things that bless you. We love what you're saying. Keep saying it. Yes, Say it more. Yes, please. Yes, We please. love it. Absolutely. So, um, my first question I'm going to direct at you, John Daly. 
Um, what does friendship in marriage look like for you or, f or for the dailies? But I'd like to hear from you first, John, if you want to take a minute to. Um, well, may the listener beware that I was not pre-briefed on the conversation topic today. Yes, you were. <laughs> I've told you about 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> I think you selectively forgot. Maybe I need to work on my listening skills. <laughs> <laughs> so listening in marriage is important. <laughs> yes. First lesson of the I day. I think maybe your terror of doing it drove it from your mind. It might be. I need more whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I came from a home where my parents were... Um, Coming along, I could see first and foremost that they were enjoy being around each other. Mm -hmm. They were very good friends, um, and, and I think they still are. And they still are. Mm -hmm. And I think I just had this um, innate knowledge from watching my parents, and just knowing that the girl that I would end up marrying would be, in many ways, my best friend. Um, and, and even when I kind of identified that girl, um, my first step, really, I, I guess, conscious step wasn't to romance her or to really even sweep her off her feet, but it was to become her friend and become somebody that she looked forward to being around and talking to and just wanted to spend time with in general, apart from any other kind of obligation or attachment. Right. Um, and so, uh, to me, that was kind of the first and most basic step of, um, I guess, connecting with the woman that would become my wife. Mm -hmm. Good answer. Yeah. Well spoken. Because I've heard a little bit of your story, and from what I understand, you did sweep her. Off her feet. He did. He did pursue her. And you had cool cars. <laughs> yeah, cool cars. I bought her a large diamond that was very intimidating for her to wear. That's true. But first he wrote me long, beautiful letters. Hmm. And we spent time on I am Messenger. Mm. AOL. Right? That is so great. Chatting. So what does friendship mean to you, Christiana? In marriage. In marriage. In yeah. marriage. I think friendship... In marriage, it has to be sustainable. Mm. That's kind of a wide sweeping statement, but yeah. I think you have to know the ins and outs of one another and know the dynamics of your friendship and how it operates because everyone does friendship differently and there are things that are consistent in every friendship, right? And so I think in marriage, as different as the people who make up the couple are going to be so is the characteristic of their friendship mm -hmm. but it's something that you are you're you're looking at long term you're right. looking at this is something that I'm building that I want to have for the rest of my life mm -hmm. which means sustainability right. which means I have to know my limits I have to know the point where I need space I need to know what I need and how I communicate and how they communicate and and it means it means cultivating enjoyment together too, mm -hmm. having fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, good answer. Yeah. Do you want to speak to that at all, James? Having fun—that was an important value for you that I didn't share when we first started <laughs> going. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we kind of have this um, idea of 
Christine always said, if something's worth doing, it's worth doing right. And I said, if something's worth doing, it's worth doing fun. And um, those aren't always compatible. No. <laughs> they're not always incompatible either, but they're, no. they, are, they can be different. Um, yeah, I think there's, it's bonding, isn't it? So for me, because I like, um, I, I like quality time with people, I like hanging out mm. like this and um, doing fun things, doing interesting things and mini golf and, you know, all the fun things we've done this weekend. And it's, um, that to me is like a real kind of priority. So friendship kind of requires sharing that that stuff right. and so friendship and marriage is the same you're kind of required to share experience together yeah do you remember when we were in aussie and we when we knew we were leaving and people said hey do you want to go out for dinner and we said yeah let's we'll go out for dinner but let's do something else as well like let's go out afterwards let's walk to an ice cream place or let's right go for a walk around the city afterwards or something we were trying to like just build shared experiences yeah because it's the Going out for a meal is great, and there's kind of creative ways to do that as well, but we just said, man, we want to build experiences together. Create think that's memories. Create memories, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's just, vi- in my mind, that's like vital to relationship, period. And it's and so, rela- like friendship in marriage is kind of like friendship. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I was thinking back to... Um, before James and I were dating, there was actually two guys that I really liked. <laughs> one was James. Idiots. <laughs> and one was this other guy who um, is we'll wonderful We'll call him men. the loser from now on. <laughs> <laughs> but he was like everything on my list. Like he was mm. like really godly, like really intelligent, really sensitive, a good listener. He was very Athletic. good looking. Yeah. He, he was, was a like stunningly good looking man. Um, but we didn't really <laughs> talk very easily. Like, we didn't have a lot of connection. Yeah. And James, there was a bunch of things that I, like, wasn't <laughs> okay. too oh. sure about. <laughs> oh, what's happening here? So he didn't hit all the things on the list? No. What's oh happening? Oh, dear. Just Are the good-looking part. <laughs> Are we going to say which ones? <laughs> so I had, in my mind, the man I wanted to marry was, like, Mr. Darcy. <laughs> so quiet and reserved and oh. very responsible. And Everything James is not. Possibly no. a little misunderstood. Just kidding. Uh. Just kidding. And James, for those of you that don't know him, is like very bubbly. <laughs> He's outgoing and charismatic. He and is. Charming. Mm-hmm. He has right. a lot of personality. He's very spontaneous and loves to have fun. And at that time, honestly, I took myself probably a little bit too seriously. I didn't have a strong value of that. Um, so anyway, I would hang out with James and we would just talk and talk and talk about everything and nothing. Like he mm-hmm. was just so easy to be around, even though in my head, he just wasn't husband material. He wasn't somebody that I kind of imagined being with. And so when he asked me out, I like went and spoke to a couple of... You said of no. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I said... I will pray about it. I will pray. <laughs> I'm probably going to say no, but can I pray about it? Uh, all right. Well, I honestly thought I was going to say no, but I was trying to be kind. Anyway, <laughs> that that's a kind. whole nother story. <laughs> um, so anyway, I spoke to a, f- a friend of mine who knew you well, and I spoke to our, we had a mutual leader who knew both of us from different kind of seasons. And they all said, there's just a lot of depth to James that you don't know about. Um, you know, nobody I can see it. 
<laughs> and there's a lot of depth to James. We assume <laughs> it's out there. So I I asked the Lord and I felt like he said, yes, I want you to trust me with this one. And the more I spent time with him, the more I just really enjoyed him and I discovered all these things about him that I didn't know. And that came about because we became good friends. Like we would yeah. just talk about everything and we would go for long walks and we would hang out. Um, and so that was a really great... So all those other things that were in my mind that were yeah. really important kind of followed that... Yeah. Um, when we're young, we're so young. Yeah. I think we have such ideas and ideals in our mm-hmm. head of what either the ideal mate is or of what is romantic or yeah. of what we're looking for. Most of the time we're very wrong about a lot of a lot of it. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of, you know, I thought that musicians were cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> I had a point in my 20s where I was like, give me a banker. Like, give me a stable, <laughs> conservative banker. Forget about the drama and the ego. And that was one of the things in our friendship that very, very early on was so stunning to me about John was his humility. Mm. It was just he thought he did not have the ego that the other guys who I'd had relationships or friendships with. Hmm. And so in my head, I always imagine this very confident sort of like oh gosh man you're cool smooth smooth yeah and charismatic and john was not that and he was so stable and peaceful to be around because Mm, of that yeah and i think we don't always understand the thing that we actually need yeah that's complementary to who we are Mm -hmm. you know i'm thinking about you too right yeah you know so Uh in high school i had a bible class i went to a private christian school and um, one of the exercises for one of the classes was that the teacher thought it would be very uh, constructive and instructive for all of his uh, students to uh, decide what their ideal mate the characteristics <laughs> oh, of their ideal mate so that they could therefore <laughs> wow. identify them. And we took this lengthy quiz. And, but the only thing I really remember that about that is apparently at 17 years of age, I really, uh, I guess my ideal mate was blonde and not necessarily very smart. That was not really, <laughs> that was not high on my list of qualifications for my future mate. She needs to be attractive. I just, I just <laughs> thought she me. would be sweet and I figured, I don't know why, I assumed she would be blonde and, uh, and the rest of it was just kind of like, well, so whatever. Good. So and, there are just uh, so many things I want to say right now. That, it's yeah, so good. My wife, neither it's one of 17. these things. She is brunette and extremely intelligent <laughs> uh, and really much more academic than uh, I ever was. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of funny the way these things work out. It's 17. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard of that? There's like this little psychology quiz thing where you describe your favorite animal. <laughs> So I don't know if there's any no. like, legitimacy to this. So you have to choose five adjectives and they can't, they just have to be adjectives. You can't actually describe a characteristic or a whatever um, to describe your favorite animal. And so the people have to kind of guess what it is or whatever. And then that's an indication of what you are okay. looking for in your ideal mate. So Did you take this quiz? Yeah, so we're just hanging out with a bunch of friends. We were on some <laughs> road trip or something and I, I described... A green tree frog. 
<laughs> in Australia, we have these really big <laughs> face frogs. And so my there. words were like funny, spontaneous, jumpy, I think, slimy. <laughs> like my <laughs> friends are like, Christina likes slimy guys. It's just, just funny. But <coughs> if you had asked me to describe my ideal husband, I would have used words like quiet, responsible, consistent, whatever. Oh, so but interesting. But there was this thing that I was... I enjoyed or I was attracted to people that were spontaneous and interesting and different to me. And that is so what James is. That's so interesting because probably at that age I would have described like a timber wolf. Mm. Like like a lone, solitary figure standing on top of a mountain. Really? Look at that. There he is. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> John doesn't even want to say what his favorite animal he would describe. Flamingo. <laughs> Flamingo. <laughs> so, <coughs> can you fellas speak to what do you look for in friendship in general terms? Like with a guy? Or yeah. A gr- yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Any friendship. What, what if characteristics or... Um, like you talked about quality time you enjoy, like just being with people and hanging out. What is it that is valuable to you? I think, so When before we were married, there was a, someone we spoke to, can't remember who it was, but they gave us these three C's of relationship. And it's specifically for, uh, well, the way they kind of gave it to us was for marital relationship. But I think it really well describes all relationships and the three C's were character, chemistry and calling. The idea that um, for me, all my friends are friends of mine because we have a similar bent towards something. We have a united vision for something at some level. It's not all the same thing, but each friend, there's something I connect around with that person that we're united on or otherwise there's no common ground to bother having a relationship you know there's nothing to yeah. oh, come yeah. around so whether that's yeah. talking about real estate yeah. or sports or whiskey yeah the church that you go to or something there's <laughs> common ground there yeah there's got to be something to share and then there's um and then there's character there's got to be something of substance to this person that mm-hmm. i'm going to respect yeah. and admire and that they hopefully see in me that they respect and admire and that we can we have a correlation of um, of character, you know, around, again, around a vision. And because yeah. um, you can respect and admire someone, have nothing in common. Right. <laughs> um, but, um, and then there's the chemistry piece, which, you know, obviously from a, for, for, for a man-to-man relationship, for me, that looks like, um, someone that I just feel a connection to. You know, you just yeah. you just know there's a connection. You go, yeah, I like this person. We get on. This is great. Um, for um, for my wife relationship, it's obviously there's that as well. But there's I've I've got to think I I think she's attractive, um, or at some level this isn't going to work. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know we've got to have a character, chemistry, and calling. If those three things are in place, it doesn't mean that person's going to be a friend but or that this is going to be my wife but those things for me kind of need to be in place before mm-hmm. and it's not quite that calculated of course but yeah but it's it's 
those three things have to sort of exist, uh. or it doesn't work. Yeah, there's no fun to be had. Mm. That's very profound, babe. Well, thanks, babe. I'm very profound. <laughs> that was one of those depths that wasn't apparent. At the None beginning. of us knew was there. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you'll meet someone and you'll have a great connection with them, and for that evening, you'll hang out and it's great. But then, as the relationship progresses, you realise that you don't have the same character, or they have just such different views on some things that are strongly held values for you that it doesn't, that the relationship isn't really sustainable. Does that make sense? Yes. It does. Sorry, I was pouring drinks. <laughs> yes. I'm right back now, though. John, what about you in your friendships? Well, I think... Um, Really, time has had a big impact on the way that I look at friendships. Um, I'm now mid-30s, solidly entrenched in my mid-30s. We are all actually the same age. We are all 35. Oh, interesting. Are we really? We are. I had no clue. Um, Let's go. Yeah. Um, But I've just, I feel like in the last five years, my criteria and the way that I see a lot of things about life in general has kind of changed. And friendships is kind of one of those and I've realized, um, being in my mid-30s, that there are very, actually very few men that I come into contact th- with that I feel like I want to have a substantial relationship with. Um, and I feel like there is a big part of its character, but really it just comes down to trust. Um, mm-hmm. There are a lot of guys that I admire and that I think are fun, um, but we don't really click, we don't really connect. There's not a, uh, a shared sense of, I'm really glad to be with you. Um, so something feels unsafe, because you said trust. Yeah. So there's something that, yeah, the element and, of and, and, and then also, safe. somebody that I'm gonna have a friendship with, I really want them, I wanna feel like I can really be completely transparent and vulnerable yeah. In in all the areas of my life, um, whether it be you know uh, my my relationship with my wife or my kids or what's going on with my business or uh, kind of my hopes and dreams or um, you know uh, just even in even little things, but um, it's like you you have to have that. There's just a certain uh, I don't know. It's it, it, a big part of it is character, but. There's shared values. There's, yeah. uh, and you have to have some things in common because if you know, I have we have four kids, and if I talk to another one of my very good friends who has one child, and if I share something that has to do with my life with having kind of the craziness of four children, they'll listen to you, but they don't really get it. They don't really connect with what you're saying because they just can't relate to that place in life. Um, you're looking for friends that you have a deep connection to. And I, I think that some, you know, we have levels of friendship. You know, we have acquaintances and we have people who are like, yeah, it's great to see you and we have a, we have a drink together, whatever. But yeah, I think you're really speaking to those people who are those intimate friends, like the intimate friendships and that those are harder to find. No, and that's true. And I, I think when I was younger, I kind of took a lot of those for granted. 
Yeah. Um, because when you come through high school and college, you have so many shared experiences with people that you were around for long periods of time. Yeah. yeah. And you just kind of found those people that you connected with and you had a lot of time to do things together. And, and I think a lot of things just kind of formed and, and, and organically grew. Um, but now that, you know, I'm in my thirties, I've moved away. A lot of those, those friends have moved away. Um, and you're in some ways you're kind of looking for. Uh, not a replacement, but you're looking for, well, who, who can kind of fill that spot in my life of being one of my, you know, two or three or four really close friends and brothers. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you just, you get around them and it's just a joy and it's relaxing and it's fun and you can just kind of be yourself. And, um, um, so yeah, so that, that is kind of the deeper level. And, and, and those, that's really hard to find, I think, especially, the older I get, I realize that. And being in my 30s, my life is so busy. I don't have time to really right. develop yeah. those friendships yeah. like I used to. Um, There's kind of got to be more connection for it to pan out in the available time you have, maybe. Right, exactly. And, and I'm not really the kind of guy who can make those connections real quickly. And so it's it's just that much harder for me to do that. And I've, I've had times where I've really put time into people only later to kind of find out yeah, this isn't this isn't what it's going to be like right. they might be good friends in and in at one level but they're not going to be that really yeah that close friend that you're looking for um and and so you know the older i get the more that i really cherish that and and i think when it comes to your wife um, i was actually just talking to my dad the other day and he was saying you know one thing he was encouraging me to do was to continue developing friendship with my wife because he's like she's 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 your best friend and she is going to be your best friend for the rest of your life mm-hmm. and and at 35 i've seen you know in the last 15 years my life is totally completely changed yeah and it's so different now than it was but really one of the few constants is my wife um and so that is a, a really important um you know thing to put time and energy and effort into even when you're in your 30s and you're spending all this time in your business or you're spending all this time with your kids and um you know if you neglect that 10 years down the road when the kids are gone and you kind of look up from the craziness that's been your life um you're you're gonna have a hard time i think reconnecting with your wife if if you've kind of neglected that for a decade or two (laughs) um yeah 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 i remember a friend of ours um back home I was probably in my early, I was in my early 20s and he'd just got married and a few of us were over at his house, his wife was out and we were saying, wow man, you're, you're married, you know, you've been married for six months, that's ama- oh my goodness, you know, what, what, did, what are you learning? And, um, <laughs> and he, said, uh, he said, the big thing guys, he said, make sure you marry your best friend. He said, because most of the time when you're married, you're not having sex. (laughs) (laughs) Sage wisdom. (laughs) It's like most of of the 24 hours in a day, most of them are spent not engaged in sex. (laughs) It's like, yeah, yeah, you got to like this person. John's going to start crying. He's laughing so hard. (laughs) That is what wonderful advice. It was really helpful. Yeah. It's really helpful. Yeah, especially to an 18, 20 year old guy, right? That's right. That's he right. He thinks otherwise. Yeah, I really expected that marriage was going to be basically sex and then going to work. <laughs> sex. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Maybe a good steak. 
and a steak once in a while. Yeah, nice beer. I found out it was, it was not like that. No steak so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we rarely eat steak. What's up with that, babe? Yeah, I'll work on that. Sorry about that. <laughs> but I think what you're saying, John, is so true. Like those seasons of your life where you're like doing things together with the same group of people those relationships yeah. form so naturally yeah. and you don't really have to put in a lot of effort i mean it's not that you don't engage in them and you don't um connect your heart with those other people but at this season of life if you don't intentionally make that happen then yeah. it just doesn't happen and um yeah i think that i'm in a season where the lord is sort of calling me to sort of be more intentional about that and to invest time and money and make that a priority because because it is important and I think it's important to the Lord that we have those mm-hmm. relationships that will sustain us and, and feed us and obviously the the one person that we've made a covenant relationship with should be a very high priority to continue to build those Well that's why trips like this for us are, mm-hmm. are really important. Like we we try and at the moment We've historically tried to do like a week away every quarter and um, we've started a new business this year and that's a lot more of a challenge. So we said, well, how about every six weeks we go away for a weekend and just kind of spend money and I uh, I don't remember the guy's name, but he read this, um, wrote this book, it's Robert something, wrote this book called Raising Modern Day Nights and he talked about yeah. you know raising your, your kids and he said it's just really important that you mark the importance of their relationship with money you know the stuff has to cost something yeah and interesting. Um, i thought yeah there's like make an event out of it like yeah. do something that so they even for see. our relationship here like yeah. the daily baldwin relationship like things like this are really important you know that you kind of mark it and say yeah it's, it was worth it's real worth time it, right. and money yeah this right. is people we want to invest and we want to be around yeah. spend our life on and um yeah, that's, it just kind of means more it when does. you do that. That's excellent, yeah. Let's talk about our friendships in marriage, in our marriages. We have one. We do. I think we have a good one. Good. <laughs> it has changed in different seasons. So when we first moved to America, we really didn't have many friends and we moved several times so every time we were like sort of starting again in terms of building relationships and having um really other people in our lives outside of our team yeah Yeah, community that's the right word for it so i would say that our friendship at least for me was the primary friendship it was like he is my go-to when I need to process something or when I need support. And that's still generally the case. But now we're in a season where we have very rich community and we mm-hmm. have a lot of friends and I'm in like regular communication with other women. So I don't rely on James quite in the same way that I did. Um, but still sometimes... I don't know, like I've, I've become aware recently, we've just started a business a few months ago and I see in James that his capacity is like very stretched, his time, yeah. his um, just like mental capacity, like he's, he's tired, he's carrying a lot sort of emotionally and responsibly for the jobs that he's doing and the team that he's leading that for me to come and like pour out my heart and cry, he just has less 
capacity to like empathize and to sit with me in that place. And it's not that he doesn't care or that he doesn't love me, but I need to read the situation and appreciate that he's just not going to meet that need from me in a way that he might have done six years ago because I didn't have anyone else to turn to. But he was in a very different place. So it's... um, So I would just say that it's important to read the season and yourself and your partner. Would you say? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Um, Yeah, I think for us, we... Yeah, you kind of ebb and flow, don't you? Like over 10 and a bit years, 10 and a half years, you know, there's there's kind of seasons I think we've we can kind of point at and say, okay, in that season, we felt young and mm-hmm. everything was exciting. And mm-hmm. We're just yeah. not in that season. That's just mm-hmm. not a real place for us anymore. Yeah. Um, we're, we don't think that everything's not fun, but everything isn't fun yeah. anymore. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> real life struck home. And, um, you know, we spend a lot of time in hospitals and thinking about hospitals and we spend yeah. a lot of time up in the middle of the night and uh, there's just real life appeared. And so our relationships changed. Um, I think though, sometimes uh, when I think about our marriage, I think about my mum and... (laughs) (laughs) You might want to go into that a little bit. Just a hair. (laughs) You know when you... um, For people who have a good relationship with their mum, I have a good relationship with my mum. Um, when you um, when you're around your mum, you don't you don't need to impress her. Yeah. You know right. what I mean. Yeah. And um, you don't need to win her affection. And my my brother just had this shoulder surgery this week, and um, he's staying with his uh, with his girlfriend because he doesn't <laughs> want to stay with my mum because he's really <laughs> grumpy around my mum. But he's not around his girlfriend because huh. there's just so much trust with my mum. He can behave however he wants. He's like drugged uh, up, and, yeah. you know. He's he's in some pain and he's whatever, but he's going to behave differently around my mum than he is around his girlfriend because his girlfriend he's still got to show her that he's yeah, yeah. this nice guy. With my mum, he doesn't care, does he? Right? Because yeah. mum's mum's going to love him. She's not going to leave, and I think that's a that's a thing in um in ma- in a in a su- for us out of in my mind in a secure marriage, and we have a I think a really secure, great, strong, fun good marriage it's there's moments where we don't enjoy it very much and there's moments <laughs> that we do but um but uh, but we're not going anywhere you know it's it's like this is we're locked yeah. in here yeah. and so there's just real security to have moments that don't work and to have moments that do and to yeah. be excited in some and less excited in others and say you know what, it's all right we're going to we're not going anywhere we've got another 40 years to work this out you know, if this <laughs> if this week goes badly, That's well, right. there's next week and next week and next week and next week. We're going to get there. It's going to be all mm-hmm. right. And so I think I I always feel like with us, hey, we're in we're in seasons of there's seasons of time where hey, we get on like this right now. We get on like we got on slightly worse this week. We got on slightly better last week. It'll be better again, hopefully next week. Because we we're gonna work on it. We're gonna iterate it. Yeah. When it's bad, we. We pick up on it. We say, all right, this isn't going very well. What do we, how do we iterate this forwards? So what's easy and what's difficult? The, the, in friendship, not necessarily 
in the whole broad category of marriage, but in the in the friendship aspect of your marriage, I mean, you can talk about sex if you want to. <laughs> <That's a joke>. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> what's what's since, been since you offered? <laughs> I don't know what's difficult. Well, of course we want to. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually why we thought we were here. They thought this was a sex podcast. That's right. Um, I feel like this is very cliche, but like communication has been something. Generally, I think we um, communicate well, but it's like many different seasons. It's like come up again. James is ultra visionary. He's a huge verbal processor, Mm. and so he will throw out these ideas, and he'll talk about the same thing, like. Like a, f- a couple of years ago, you were, I mean, you s- this is still something that's very much on your heart, but you were very passionate about Syria and about working with the refugees and you got it in your head that we were going to move to... Lebanon. Yeah. What's the capital of Lebanon? Um, Lebanon. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't I think because we the only one not drinking. <laughs> we talked about it. <laughs> but like we talked about it. F- was it Beirut? Beirut. Yeah. We talked about it for weeks and... So yeah. I've learned that there's a lot of ideas, there's a lot of things that James yeah. will say that are not really real because he's processing and he's visionary, yeah. so he's just going to chew on this idea out loud. But for you, it's emotionally a little traumatic. Right. So I'm like mm. imp- yeah. looking at the implications of what this means for You're me and for my family and for our finances and yeah. like education and all these different things. And it's like exhausting. I think yeah. to use the word traumatic is not... It's not an overstatement because there are times that I get really stressed out and really anxious anxious, and I like bring it up to him and he's like, what? Like he's forgotten about he it forgot already. About it. <laughs> so, so that's something that we've had to work through. But then almost the reverse is true where I'm um, an introvert and I get kind of caught up in my own head and I'll go yeah. round and round and round upset about something and it might be something little but it's triggered something much deeper and I can't quite mm-hmm. get out of it I can't yeah. quite solve the problem and I don't even know how to ask for help so that was a situation that happened this week um, and was that when you were crying and I walked off and didn't realize you were crying <laughs> <laughs> and so at different seasons like we've worked on it and I've said James I just really need you to ask me questions I need you to draw me out because I'm stuck and I can't solve this by myself. And sometimes he's really good at that. And sometimes, like in this current season, he's yeah. somewhat lacking in empathy, if I can say that. He's wonderful. He's I a love bit you can. You have been saying that to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, I'm sitting on the couch and I'm... Now you've said it in public. I'll really take it to heart. Wrestling hey, at with At least she's communicating. That's right. <laughs> so this week I'm like wrestling with this issue I'm trying to fix this thing on my computer and I'm so mad and like tears are like streaming down my face and he asks if he can help me and I say I think my words were if I'm gonna live in this world I have to learn how to do <laughs> these things for myself because <laughs> I was so good and I thought oh crap and so, so he's like okay and so he gets up he's sitting on like on a couch next to me he gets up and walks out of the room and just thought, he's like just I'm gonna to eat, eat my cereal, cereal in peace <laughs> And that was like the direct opposite from the response that I was looking for. And so I had to like, so I sat there and cried by myself. And then I said, can you come back now? (laughs) Like, I want to talk about this. 
Um, and I did, didn't I? And I said, are you crying? Right. I'm sorry, babe. So I, I as an crying. introvert, I've I had to learn left. to say yes. something, even if I don't have it all figured out. I need your help. I need yeah. you to sit with me, even though I'm really angry and upset right now. Um, and I need your help to draw me out. So there are seasons that we've gotten, we've worked that muscle and we've gotten really good at it. And then there are seasons where we probably need to step back and yeah. put a bit of time and intentionality into learning some of those skills again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I know this isn't necessarily a marriage podcast, but um, <laughs> I, I think that is huge in marriage is mm-hmm. because we all have that reaction of, well, I said this in the heat of the moment and then he did this and then we went our separate ways. And in, in my marriage, I've had to learn because I would do that. Like I'd be like, okay, well, that's that and walk off. And, but that persistence and that caring and that maturity of, you know, oh, hey, can you come back, come back for a minute? You know, like even, you know, expressing it's a, it's a, it's a vulnerability and it's a maturity to say, you know what? I, I said that wrongly or I walked off wrongly or whatever the yeah. response was that you didn't do yeah. right in the moment because you're in the middle of life and you have so many things going on mm-hmm. and you didn't act like yourself or like you want to act in that moment. Yeah. yeah. And, but just the fact, and, and I've just, I've started to see that with, with me and, and, and Christy was just when, when we can both kind of come down from that hurt and that pain of that momentary interaction and reconnect and re-express our hearts or express just our desire to connect. Right. It totally softens both of our hearts. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that we can, you know, we can have a bad interaction and then a minute later we can turn around and have the sweetest, most genuine connection and interaction that we wanted to have originally. Mm-hmm. But because but you can't do that if one of you storms off in a huff or the other of you says, Well fine, I'm just not gonna talk to them and just buries it and mm-hmm. and you know, if, and that's just, that's just immaturity and that's, and it's hard and it's painful and it's, yeah. I totally do that sometimes and still do to this day, but it's just <laughs> that, you know, but you realize like that just brings death and that just mm-hmm. brings bad fruit to the marriage. Yeah. And there yeah. is no, there isn't in marriage, there is no, well, I win and he loses mm-hmm. or yeah. I win and she that's loses right. because when that happens, you both lost. Both lose. yeah. And, Absolutely. and so there's, there's no, like, it's, it's just so normal for us to kind of look after ourselves and be self-interested and, and want to feel validated and want to feel loved and want to have our needs met. Um, but you know, the marriage is, is for us both to play our part and come back when that, you know, when we acted wrong, you know, wrongly or said something we didn't mean to say or so anyway I just it just made me think of that when you just described that situation Mm -hmm. because that's the sign of a mature marriage is you know people think well when I'm really mature when I'm in my 40s or 50s and I'm a a a perfect partner that I'm never going to do that I'm always going to be caring and I'm always going to be loving I'm always going to be compassionate to my spouse and that almost never happens it's like Sungshim spoke on that you know it's not Mm -hmm. uh, what healthy a strong marriage is not free absent yeah. from, of conflict is not absent from it but it's mm-hmm. the ability to together return to a place of peace yeah we even say in our <clears throat> in our business like we want we were talking about it earlier this afternoon like i i want our guys to if you've got a problem bring it up it makes us better it makes us healthier yeah. to work through it than to put it to one side you know, if, if you're upset with me and i didn't notice 
you should tell me, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And if you're upset with me and I did notice, I should bring it up to you, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, hopefully I have enough maturity to, to bring this up and hopefully you have enough maturity to bring it up. And it's like the who, who says sorry first, whoever has most maturity. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, earlier when I was talking about sustainability and knowing your limits, uh, maybe I think more I meant knowing your weakness, actually. Mm-hmm. Knowing your places of weakness and immaturity and your spouses so that you can be tender with them and recognize them. And that place where you have a disagreement or you have a conflict or both of you get triggered and your buttons are pushed and you can recognize, okay, I'm actually really weak in this place. Mm-hmm. And I need to be able to step aside and then come back because the the relationship is far more important than the problem that we're encountering right, right now. Mm-hmm. That was, Sunshim talked about that as well. Hey, mm-hmm. you're, you're always more yeah. important than the problem you yes, bring to the Lord. Yes, that's life model language, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a really powerful <laughs> thing. I dwelt upon that. Yeah since then yeah so what about for you dailies what does friendship look like in marriage presently (laughs) presently (laughs) john's just laughing i think you know there are so many couples who will relate to you guys and your personalities and there will be many who relate to john and i and i think of our friendship like what's that because we're quite different. We are quite different. <laughs> we're very different. Um, but even from the beginning, when we were falling in love and becoming friends for the first time, John and I, you, you know, might not think it when you meet him, but John is 12 times stubborner than I am. And uh, Is that true, John? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone, you know, because I make noise, people think, oh, you're the one being argumentative or cantankerous. I'm like, oh, you have no idea. You know, it's, uh, we spark each other, like Mm. we butt up against one another and that's part of the fun, but then it also can cross that line where it starts to hurt. Mm -hmm. And um, we saw, (laughs) are you familiar with Little Women, the novel? Oh, yes. Oh, I love Little Women. So Joe, of course, I always identify with Mm -hmm. and the, the guy she eventually marries. And we went and saw the musical sometime last year and it was so fun. It was done at KU. And Did you enjoy it, John? I hate to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> because I do not like musicals in general, aside from Fiddler on the Roof, which is amazing. <laughs> and Little but Women no, is No, I, I really did enjoy it. And, and mostly because I could see the parallels between Christy and the character and... and Whatever the character she marries. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know I, I, the I don't name know. of the person. Names aren't important, right? <laughs> and they're just singing half the time anyway. So it's <laughs> <laughs> but, but the like, the, yeah. the, the last song at the end is Joe and what is it? Friedrich, Mr. Bear. And, you know, it's the finally this recognition of love. And it's, oh, what is it? Our love will be like an umbrella in the rain or something. I'm completely getting it wrong. But she's like, look, it's shining. The sun is so beautiful. And he's like, but it's raining. And she's like, look, it's a flower. Yes, but it's growing badly, you know, or whatever. And it's this, they're just sparring. There's this, mm-hmm. we see things so differently, but our love is like this umbrella in the rain. Anyway, I, I'm not doing it justice, but 
I'm just weeping. John is crying. We're both just sitting there crying. My mom is next to us crying. Oh. My best friend and her husband are crying, looking at us because it was They're just looking so over, like pointing at us. Pointing at us. Like, you, you know, going like, it's you guys. Wow. And it's true. So I, I think there's there's a lot of people who can probably relate to even today. And so our friendship was built and then we had a lot of trauma early in our marriage, in a lot of ways, John was very absent for many, many years. So I think that emotionally we're, we're at a place over just the last three, four, some five years where we're rebuilding Mm -hmm. our friendship. So it looks different. And that element is still there where we spark one another. And there's this picking at times and just this, we are so phenomenally different with such incredibly different points of view consistently all day long every thought and feeling we have (laughs) is so opposite and I vocalize mine and he just doesn't move you know it's like (laughs) that's what the dynamic is it's it's deceiving because I'm not argumentative right I just just don't change he just doesn't budge (laughs) he holds fast to his feelings I can see that yeah (laughs) so I think our friendship and our marriage is as it's rebuilding and growing and it's new and as we're much older than when we first fell in love, it's been a couple of years. <laughs> I think that we share a lot of common things that we enjoy. So John and I love a lot of the same things and we have fun doing them together. And yeah. then there's things that we don't enjoy doing together. And mm-hmm. so we don't do them, but I think that we're still rebuilding trust in a lot of places to be able to process life together and working on those skills and on what does it actually mean to be a friend to one another mm-hmm. in our marriage? What does that look like? And how do we navigate the sparking that we will probably have until the day that we die right. and do it with maturity so that it's fun when it's fun, but we can stop in the places that hurt one another's hearts. Yeah. You know? We had a just interesting you saying that like the, because you were friends then got, Married and it was though you kind of went through some real challenges, hey. Yeah. And um, when we, I remember when we got married, we were both in um, a missionary organization, both living in community. Christina was in a house uh, in a room with three other girls. I was in a house with eleven other guys. Oh my goodness! And um, one bathroom, three bedroom house. So it was four guys to a room. Oh my goodness! We were all adults in bunk beds. <laughs> and uh, it was it was something but it was yeah. really fun we had a great time but i would walk down to where we all worked this mission base we had i'd walk down to the base and i'd see someone wearing my clothes <laughs> and it was and it was just became like really normal and i didn't <laughs> i didn't care in the end but by the time we got married it was like i'd chosen to be in a room with this person this is life changing because it was always an assignment, right? Someone would be assigned to the house. Yeah. We'd be like, oh, who's this person? They better not be an idiot. And then... Because there was like this cross-cultural dynamic as well. So there were things like... Like islanders just eat everything. They just help themselves. There's yeah. no concept yeah, of like yours you loaf of bread home and some massive Samoan guy would eat yeah. the whole loaf of bread before yeah. you got up in and the morning. And then like, I had what? this... Um, <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> and I had a roommate from uh, Singapore who was just so clean. Like she would wash her clothes and fold them into outfits and seal them in Ziploc bags. Wow. Um, and so she was the total like... That's what you like, do for your kids, right? Oh, yeah, every day. So she was so like... Good. 
Yeah, just incredibly <laughs> clean and hygienic and everything she did was systematized and anyone who's been around me for more than 10 minutes knows that <laughs> that's just not how I operate. No. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was really challenging. And we we formed really rich relationships, but there was just like daily death yeah. to yourself, to your yeah. preferences, because you had to make it work. You had to live with these people. So when we got married... It was like a great, it was a huge grace. Yeah. Like, yeah. so all those kind of edges that got chipped off living with other people. Yeah. It was like, you go, no, this is who I want to be with. I'm actually, mm-hmm. I'm sharing a bathroom with one person, not so, 11 yeah. <laughs> others. And, um, so that first year of marriage that lots of people talk about are the hardest because you yeah. have to adjust to this person's habits was really not hard for us at all because no. his habits were nothing compared to half the people I'd been around. <laughs> And yeah, I really it wasn't liked five him years that first. It got bad. Right. <laughs> so that's true. I mean, it took a few years before yeah. some of those. But it was it was when we got to a particular level of depth, and I think this is true of every relationship, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. you, you, you can sail along in a relationship and hit something and go, okay, that's we're either right. going to work through this or not be together. Yeah. And um, doesn't matter if that's a relationship with um, another man or or a platonic woman or yeah. in our marriage you're going to run into something that doesn't work. Right. And um, and you've, you're either going to get through it or you're not. And for us, it really took us several years to really get to a... Because we, it was, we were so ready to... Um, you know, we were so... It was, it was such a comfortable, great relationship, mm-hmm. day one, really, yeah. after we got married. Because, again, we gave up all these other relationships, all these people we were living with. We suddenly weren't living with and you'd got one person you're ecstatic about it the yeah. person you chose and you're gonna have sex to be with around. Them. yeah this, <laughs> i like this person and we're gonna have sex this is great win-win total win-win <laughs> and um but yeah fast forward several years we'd actually six months into our marriage we'd moved um from australia to america we weren't near either of our families we'd had a couple kids and um and we'd moved several times in the united yeah. states as well and you kind of go, okay, this is real now. Like, what do we, what are we going to do? Do we move back to one of our countries, or mm-hmm. do we just say, no, look, we live here? Or, and I think that was as much as anything. That was probably the vital conversation of that mm, period. Yeah. Was um, are we going to stay in America? Why would we stay in America? <laughs> and you know, and if we do, what are we going to do? Right, but if but we if we go to England we misplace Christina. And if we go to Australia, we misplace me. Yeah. And so why would we go to either of those places? And we'll um, just both be misplaced together. Let's just mm-hmm. all be misplaced and start again. So that's what we did. Yeah. <laughs> it's very common for cross-cultural marriages th- to find a third yeah. nation. Yeah. But but we, we really kind of worked through that and it was really, um, it was really, really helpful because you get onto the back end of a conflict and you're actually deeper. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, What's his name? He was from Branson, Missouri. He did the... Um, Gary Smalley. Gary Smalley. Oh, yeah. He was from right here in Branson. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He died a couple of years Very ago. fantastic. Fantastic teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the Smalley... They have, I'm sure, the Smalley Relationship Center, mm-hmm. and which really served our marriage and lots mm-hmm. of others. But um, but they, they talk about... Um, there's the door of conflict, and on the other side is the treasure of yeah. relationship. And you have to get the key to go through the door of conflict. They had these amazing the metaphors and all these like props on the stage. It was <laughs> a little bit cheesy, but very profound. Like great, yeah, great it was teaching. Very American. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> we watched it in Australia before we were married and we didn't appreciate. Christina, you had an interesting angle that you kind of wanted to explore about how as women, mm-hmm. we don't necessarily understand the importance of sex in friendship in marriage. You want to elaborate on that? Yes. Okay. Well, I would like the men to elaborate on that. So if you're married, I think this is important to understand. But I think if you're not married and you want to be married one day, I think this is important to understand because I think (laughs) we have men and women have very different views. And I don't know, they're in different categories (laughs) as in our mind. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, can you guys speak to how those things are connected? How <laughs> how they're, they're sex is not an, an entity in and of itself, but it, it feeds into all elements of relationship. Yeah, John had something really good to say about that. <laughs> well, thank you for that uh, <laughs> intro lead-in. Um, actually, I don't know. The, I guess the, the, the biggest thing, if I had to kind of say one thing about this and... God knows there are many things I would like to say about this. Um, But one thing that I I really feel like I've learned that is of critical importance (laughs) to communicate. Um, I've really found that for me, and I know like really, I mean, we can can kind of generalize men and do this and women do this. But here again, we're not all stereotypical men and women in in that respect. But... um, I found that my desire to connect emotionally and spiritually with my wife is directly connected to our sexual relationship. Mm. Um, and, and that's problematic because generally her desire to have sex with me <laughs> is directly connected to our emotional and spiritual connection and relationship. Interesting. Um, and, and so... Um, it's almost like a catch 22 and I don't know. And I feel like that's just been something that, that we've had to navigate together and, and something that I've had to kind of come to grips with. But I think that's very insightful because ultimately men and women are looking for the same thing in terms of intimacy and feeling emotionally and spiritually connected. Um, and sex plays into that for both parties, but in a very different way. Like we come at that kind of from different angles. Um. If we go out for dinner mm-hmm. and you put on a dress, yes, I assume we're going to come home and it's it's on yeah. or or off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not always true. That doesn't always happen. Mm. And um, I think in um, my preparation for marriage, I prepared my heart to expect to have sex every morning and evening. Right. And most, well, I suppose I don't know this, we don't have sex every morning and evening. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be fair to say most couples do not. Really? Yes. yes. Really? Yeah. They're all in the same situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, that's, that's sad, isn't it? Um, it's the state of the state of the union address um but uh but yeah i i I think that there's just clearly like john was saying i mean we're just there's a i i kind of think for me i'm like oh we need to connect and sex is part of what we need to help us get back in the zone 
and uh, and so like we'll, we'll be doing something and and we'll be chatting and I'll be like oh yeah I'm going to you know do this tonight and uh, be very <laughs> romantic and we'll get home and Christina will be like okay well, I'm really tired night then oh yeah night cheers <laughs> sleep well <laughs> and, uh, um. And obviously, we do have sex, so mm. it's not the. Thank you for clarifying that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, the five children didn't just appear. Out That's of right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've at least had sex five times. At least five times. You know, bare minimum. Um, yeah. We had a practice for each time as well. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, ten times. Ten times. times. <laughs> we have had sex ten times yeah. in ten years, which isn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> Is this what you wanted on the podcast? <laughs> yes. Perfect. Perfect. Can you um. unpack that a little bit more? So you are thinking, so <laughs> we're disconnected, but there's been some interaction or whatever, and you're thinking... This is going to help. We'll have sex. It will help. Okay. And you're thinking... Um, I, I think that you women mm-hmm. are thinking um, when the relationship gets better sex will be a benefit to a strong relationship. Mm. And we're thinking sex is going to help us get a strong relationship. Right. right. Yep. John agrees. <laughs> is that true, John? <laughs> I think that <laughs> no, it is. And I, I think especially when you bring in uh, the craziness that is having four or five children in your life. Um, because in a way, it's like, Sex is one of the few things that you do that you're prioritizing each other. Mm-hmm. Like, right. it's just you and me, babe. I just see you. Like, we're not doing this for the kids. We're not right. doing this, <laughs> you know, because of, you know, whatever else. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. there's, and, and it's not a requirement for life. Right. It's not like, hey, we have to do this to get through the day or to get to the week. To pay our taxes. Or to, yeah, like or to sometimes. pay the bills. Or like, you know. it's something that's really completely... Uh, in some ways, just gratuitous, but it's it's just gratuitous the two of us. Sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you just said. Well, it's it's That's not eye-opening for the dailies, isn't it? <laughs> gratuitous. <laughs> Superfluous? Is that a better word? Gargantuan. <laughs> but uh, like for me, it's like uh, you know, for all the time, especially for women, I think being mothers and wives and you know, doing many, many things throughout the week. Um, except me. That's right, except me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, doing all that, it's like, this is the one thing we can do that is just about us. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that is only, I only allow you into this place. And it's, it's kind of an expression of, I'm going to mark aside and take aside time just to see and care about and enjoy you. Mm-hmm. And when you don't get that, uh, especially as a man, you feel like your wife just doesn't care, or she's gonna, and, and you often don't realize that she is usually exceeding her capacity just to to take care of the things that she has to take care of mm-hmm. yeah. to begin with. Um, and then and then you feel like if you get anything, it's a complete leftover. Mm-hmm. And as a man, I don't know, I can't speak for everyone, but for me, it's like I'm willing to give up all sorts of things to get this back, to have this sexual relationship, this connection, this, it's you and me, babe, against the world. Um, And, you know, 
I don't want to neglect my children. I don't want to neglect my business. I don't want to not pay the bills. But if it comes down to it, like this is more important to me than all those things. Mm. And I think it's so easy because I think generally women are better at, uh, in some ways, almost fulfilling their duties. Like this is required of me as a woman, as a mother, as a wife. All these things are required of me. But when it comes to sex, I don't feel like they feel like that's really that important or even a requirement or and it's like in some ways you put yourselves last and whereas as a man that's kind of a, a big issue for us and we just we have a really hard time putting our sexual relationship last um <laughs> and so we're not gonna do it uh, for the most part yeah uh, unless we've been deeply wounded or hurt and and so i think it often turns into the man wanting it more and and making willing to make space for it even if they're immature in the way that they do it, which we often are. Um, and it's just, it's hard because you feel like when you're, when your wife doesn't respond to that and because you, you take it personally and you can't help but take it personally because you're offering yourself yeah. and, and, and even if it's not just something that I want because it's enjoyable, but it's, it's something that we have that is completely unique and nobody else gets. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's a challenge, isn't it? I, I know when we, when I think of, um, of you, Christina, like Christina doesn't like to be touched all day, but she has five small people climbing yeah. on her all day. Yeah. yeah. You know? and I think that's so, probably true of most mothers. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, um, yeah. so then at, at the end of an evening, um, there's a like you said it it maybe doesn't feel in my head as I process kind of what I imagine sex means for you um there's like a um she's not looking to she's going I I've I've been touched all day like I I don't need to be touched now um and actually it, it doesn't you know at some level and again we have sex when we have sex, it's great. Um, things are good. <laughs> <laughs> We're happily married. But um, but hey, I'm a guy. I would like to have sex more than we have, and that's probably I would Im- I imagine without having taken a poll, that's true of most men and around the world. Um, <laughs> right. I think I think right. it's fair. That's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and Particularly in this season, with little yes. children. Yes. Yeah, because you're a really tired. good point. Yeah. And I and again, I'm tired. But for me. Sex would be like a um, sex would be like a motivator for you. Sex is a service when you're tired. Mm. For me, if I'm tired, sex is like a it's a pick me up. For you, sex is for me. Wait, if, if you're tired, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it's not. A and if she's always tired, yeah. <laughs> when you have five kids and they're mm-hmm. little babies, yeah. you know. And for for I think for most good men you, like I'm looking at it going babe if it's if this isn't a, a mutual thing let's not you know <laughs> like, right you know alright well let's and leave. then you always regret it right <laughs> <laughs> that's right the next day you wake up like god what was I thinking when I said that I was being so tender and generous and loving but man I was an idiot <laughs> I'm never saying five that days later <laughs> five days later <laughs> I'm never saying that again. 
But it really is that kind of get back from a trip thing. And like if, if you ever go on, a, go on a trip or your wife goes on a trip and they get back or you get back and you're like, yeah, immediately when I walk in the door, she's going to jump me. It's going to be awesome. And you get back, she's like, oh, I'm glad you're back. I'm going out. What? <laughs> We're about to have sex. It's going to be crazy awesome. She's like, yeah, and no, I've just got to get out of the house. Well, take me with you. <laughs> no, I've got to, I've got to rest. You have can to watch you, all the babies. Yeah. Can you do the dishes? <laughs> Hell no, I can't do the dishes. We're just about to have sex. Because I've kind of, it's crea- I've created it in my head. Mm. And you get back again. No, 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 no. You've missed it. You forgot. Did you not, have you not w- ever watched a movie? That's why I stopped watching American movies. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Terribly misleading. Terribly misleading. Yeah. Not accurate in the representation at all. Yeah, that's very unhelpful, isn't it? Movies. Mm-hmm. Television. My wife. <laughs> this is going to get cut anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, man. But yeah, you kind of imagine that you're going to get home and your wife's wearing lingerie and she's like ready and she's been preparing and she's you get back preparing. and go. She has not given this a minute's thought. <laughs> she she yeah. has not thought about sex all day. <laughs> what does she think I've been doing? <laughs> been preparing for this since I left the house this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so good mm-hmm. <laughs> so good the struggle is real mm-hmm. it is so what I'm hearing you say is you would like for us to engage and be present to meet that need and that would actually serve our overall emotional marital well-being it would help how much I love you <laughs> I, I, I wasn't anticipating uh, such an affirmative. <laughs> I'll love you more if you have sex that's with me. That's right. That's right. I don't think that's healthy, mate. No, <laughs> <laughs> no that's that not really true. Uh, <laughs> it is easy for me to feel loved. The daily should see. always be in these conversations to translate what I want to <laughs> say. <laughs> well, that is helpful insight. Thank you, fellas. Wait, we're not done. <laughs> <laughs> He's just getting started. Uh, I think you might be. <laughs> this is the bit we thought you invited us for. What a fun night this has been. Yes, thank you so much for being with us and for sharing your insight into friendship. Generally and specifically as it relates to marriage, I think we've all come away with new insight. We have. It's been a really fantastic conversation. I hope it'll be very rewarding for us. I'm sure that it will be. (laughs) (laughs) So, thanks for listening, guys. Friendship and marriage is really important. Mm -hmm. It has a lot of aspects and dynamics. And I think the Holy Spirit is our teacher. Yeah. And really important as we, no matter where we're coming from and whatever our personalities are mm-hmm. or what our history is, whether there's pain in it or we've had a really nice time. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is going to help us to do this. It's good. Absolutely. I think one of my biggest takeaways from this conversation is that um, men are actually looking for intimacy. Yeah. As much as we are, there's maybe different yeah. ways or different ways that they process it, but they want to feel safe, they want to feel connected, and they're looking for that loyalty. Yeah. Um, and that in every season of life, whether you're newlyweds 
whether you've been married for 10, 20 years, that this is something that you need to be intentional about and invest in, invest time and money and build your friendship. Yeah. Don't make assumptions. Right. I think about what the other person wants. Mm-hmm. I think, what did James say? The person who says sorry first is the most mature. Right? Yeah. It's mm. very quotable. Yeah. Don't make assumptions about what mm-hmm. the other person assumes about you yeah yeah yep well be blessed Mm -hmm. and we will see you again soon bye guys bye